Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke all with you today. And we thank you for tuning in. First segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program. We're proud to say friends of ours at a great place for you to enjoy a good meal seven days a week or to have your next event catered whether it be large or small. Our thanks to Dickies for all they do on the Eagle Hour. All right, uh, Steve Cotton from Marshall University joining us on the show a little later in the uh, program. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation as well. But first, full tilt boogie scrimmage today uh, at the Rock as the first team, first real scrimmage of the uh, of the preseason gets underway. Kelly Sander covered that for Eagle Hour. Going to bring you a couple of interviews here in just a moment. But first of all, Kelly, your impressions of what you saw today in the scrimmage. A couple of things that jumped out to me, Bob. One of the things is last year, you know, with the the makeup of the super back and all that kind of thing, it, it was all Frank Gore or nothing, right, pretty much in, in the backfield, whether he was playing that quarterback position or the running back position. It looks like to me that the, that the running back cupboards are not only full but talented. I was really impressed with the running backs today, particularly Kenyon Clay. Who, and again, when you look at these guys, he's a freshman out of Union, Mississippi. But Kenyon Clay looked really good, scored a touchdown in the scrimmage. Janari Dean, remember, was a guy that was at Mississippi State who played DB, transferred to Southern Miss. They're converting him to a running back, which was he's out of Batesville, out of South Panola. So there was a kid that you know was a running back in high school. So he's more in his natural position as a running back for Southern Miss. Frank Gore Jr. as well, and then uh, Chandler Pittman, you know, from McGee, who was injured last year and is going back at, at full tilt. So the running back core, they're, they're, like I said, there's a lot of them, and they're really good. You could really throw a blanket over any of them and, and come out doing pretty well. But you have to be encouraged when you look at the youth of – because there are three sophomores and a freshman, right, in the running back core right now. Also, the receivers uh, – Made some some good plays today. Latrell Frog Jones, who we're going to talk to in a little minute. Uh, in a minute, Brandon Hayes, the freshman out of Oak Grove High School, and then a youngster out of uh, out, I want and I want to make sure that he's he's from Madison Central High School, um, but a freshman probably probably not going to start, but really uh, turn some heads in the receiving core today. 
and going talking to, about Davis Davis Dalton. He went to MRA. Yes. Yeah, yeah, MRA, MRA Madison Regional Academy. That's right. Dalton Davis. He he looked really really good. And there's another freshman, and that that's a big kid. Uh, also, length in the secondary, defensive backs. Southern Miss has got some you know six foot defensive backs, and that really helps in covering some of those. Uh, quick out guys for other teams. So, you know, the, the the defense, there was a lot of points scored up and down the field. There were some blocked kicks. There were a lot of things that need to get cleaned up. But all in all, they were able to move the football, and that's I think, was the biggest concern for a lot of people going into the year. All right. Kelly had the opportunity to talk to two wide receivers, Latrell Jones and Brandon Hayes. Uh, Kelly set, set the stage for uh, these two kids, and then we'll run these uh, interviews back-to-back. Well, Frog was a guy that uh, was, was signed out of Pearl River Community College and uh, signed early. Southern Miss has liked him from the get-go because of his, his tie with Ty Keys from Taylorsville. And the first question I asked him was, obviously, how did he get the, the name Frog? First of all, Latrell, where did the, where did the nickname Frog comes from? Everybody asks us that, and we don't know the answer, so set us straight. Well, my grandma told me that uh, when I was little, I used to jump out on everybody's arms and stuff like that, so they said they're going to name me Frog. <laughs> okay, all right, so it just stuck with you after that, huh? Okay, so tell us about, uh, first of all, when the word you were playing at PRC, under Coach Smith, you get the word that you're headed here. How did all that come about? Man, it was... Uh, I've been, uh, you know, Ty, so I've been wanting to come to Southern Miss for a long time, since high school. And then, you know, I went number one in the nation. And so uh, they followed me on Twitter, and I was like, oh, yeah. They shot text to me and everything. Talked to Coach Lindsey, talked to Coach Hall. They gave me the offer. I said, hey, I committed in. Okay, Coach Hall said you've really been making good good progress here. So tell me, how do you, how do you feel about uh, your progress and how you guys are progressing on offense? I mean, we're getting better every day. But Coach Lindsey, he taught me a lot. At Prairie River, you know, it was, I knew a lot. But when I got here, you know what I'm saying, Coach Lindsey taught me like the next level so i feel like i feel like yeah we just getting better every day okay what what about your individual game what do you like about where you are and what are some things you want to clean up i think i need a technique and need to um, watch film more and more and see the things that i need to work on and just consistently work on it be consistent yeah, yeah one of the things that uh, that uh, coach hall talked about was taking the, the pressure off of some of the other receivers and, and the depth seems to help there oh yeah for sure we got a lot of a lot of dogs outside we got a lot of dogs everybody competing now for starting time oh yeah for sure everybody doing what they're supposed to do competing you see today the threes were going hard today yeah everybody just competing all right final final uh question your prediction for the liberty game how bad are we going to win man i don't even want to speak on that you guys know it <laughs> all right buddy good luck yeah appreciate it Brandon, coach says you're, you're really raising some eyes. You're just a young guy, but you're raising some eyes, and it's all about competing for position. How do you feel uh, your fall has been so far? Put it in perspective for us. Uh, my fall has been a big step from last year, uh, in my opinion. Um, I've got better just you know, mentally. I got stronger, faster, you know, bigger. Got more in the playbook. So, yeah, my fall has been a lot better from last year. One of the things that Coach Hall has reiterated is taking pressure off of Brownlee. We've got to get some, some other receiving help for him. Uh, tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, that was my main goal, just being reliable, because I know, I know everybody knows he's the number one receiver on the team, so it's just like we need other guys that we can go to when we can't go to him. So that's my main goal, just coming into the uh, fall and the spring, 
making myself, make, letting coaches know that I'm reliable. When they want to throw me the ball, they can. All these uh, so-called people who follow the Sun Belt have said that, that, that they're buying the Southern Miss defense, but not at all. Not not buying the Southern Miss offense at all. To those people, you say what? We got playmakers. We're going to make plays. We got we got some great, we got yeah, that's what I'm going to say. We got some great playmakers, man. We're going to shock a lot of people. So don't sleep on this yeah, offense. don't sleep on this. Okay, so as you guys head in the final two and a half weeks, getting ready for the Flames, what do you have to clean up to be to be ready for the opener? Uh, I'm not really sure what like anything specific, but we just got to you know sharpen sharpen it up so we can get down the timing on passes and stuff like that. And we're gonna be fine. Okay, you having fun? Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Good yeah. luck. Thank you. All right, Latrell Jones and then Brandon uh, Hayes uh, out of Oak Grove. Two kids, Kelly. That. Uh, Coaching staff hopes adds some depth and some more firepower to the offense. And what Hayes also brings to the table, Bob, is that he can be used as a punt return and a kick return guy. And and today in punt coverage, he ran a couple back that he looked really, really good finding the open holes. Uh, kind of a scat, you know, back kind of a guy. Um, so all the pressure is not going to be on Jason Brownlee as a receiver, and all the pressure is not going to be on Frank Gore Jr. Uh, in the backfield. And you remember what Will Hall has said all along. We had good players last year. We just didn't have enough of them. Well, both the receiving core now and the running back cupboards seem to be pretty full and talented. No question, uh, Luke Johnson. Depth added to this football team. Yeah, I mean, I was just counting up, listening to the go- those guys talk, and, you know, there's 13 receivers on the roster. And, I mean, you're going to see th- there's a lot of guys that, that are going to play. I mean, we talked about being able to, uh, to you know, keep Brownlee – uh, to keep people honest on Brownlee, but I mean, Demarcus Jones is going to play. Jacarius Casson is going to play. Brandon Hayes is going to play. Frog Jones is going to play. And then you've got the, the two guys that I'm excited about, young guys, are Zay Franks and Richard Mays Jr. And yeah. okay, so here, here you go. Demo is, uh, six feet. Brownlee, six three. Frank, six two. Mays, six two. Hayes, six two. Frog Jones, six two. And then the kid we just talked about, the freshman. Davis Dalton, I'm not sure he's going to find, you know, playing time this year, which is, you know, fine because of the depth, but he's 6'3". I mean, this is this is one of the, the larger receiving cores that we've had in several years. Yeah, Luke, and I think I think you're right about Davis Dalton, but that that was kind of the buzz at camp today. Was it going into the going into camp? I think that was the kind of thought that Dalton would not get to play a whole lot. But man, he had a good day today. And and his his name has been coming up in conversations now. You know, like you said, with other talent ahead of him, how good is that going to be? I don't know, but he's he's really really made some good plays and raised some eyebrows. All right, last question uh, about the scrimmage uh, before we run out of time. Who won today, Kelly? Offense, defense. It, Bob, I wish I could tell you, but it was it was about fifty fifty. Honestly, defense made some good plays, but gave up some yardage. Same with the offense. All right, want to thank Jack Duggan. He's given us access to all these kids and helping us coordinate these visits to practice. We're going to continue to do that. We're going to do that uh, throughout the season. We're going to introduce a young man next week that's uh, coming to work for us as an intern, and he's going to help us uh, with uh, field interviews all, all, all year long. There will be no better place to go to keep up with the football team than right here. On a daily basis. And, and tomorrow, Bob, we'll get to talk to Avery Habas, the, who now is the undisputed leader of that defense at the outside two linebacker sacks position. today. Yeah, he had two. In the, in the scrimmage. Yeah, Habas had a good day today, too, as well. But he's the leader on the defensive side. All right, Eagle Hour rolled it along with the football team. We'll be right back.
for the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Great place for you to buy Southern Miss apparel. Great place to say hello to Miss Kathleen every time you go down there. And uh, just a great place to shop in person seven days a week, or you can shop them online. And she is looking for help. So if you want a good part-time job, not you, Kelly, but if you want a good part-time job and uh, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a young person looking for a little extra cash, Campus Bookmark, you need to go talk to Miss Kathleen. And our fashion tip for the day, Bob, our, our fashion tip of the day is that when you're going to get your Southern Miss swag, shirts, whatever, remember that the hottest games of the year are going to be these early ones, obviously. So do not wear black shirts unless we've got like a blackout promotion or something. Don't wear black shirts because black absorbs heat. Mm-hmm. So you want to wear your white or your gray or your gold. That's our fashion tip for the day. Well, thank you, Kelly. My God, I had no idea. <laughs> well, you know how I'm a fashion plate, right? You've... Yeah, I've seen some of your clothes. <laughs> a fashion plate is not exactly how I would describe it. Fashion but, uh, platter, maybe? Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> buffet. Fashion buffet. Yeah. How, how would that be okay? That's good. Heath Hinton uh, is the owner and proprietor of Big Gold Nation, and uh, I think he's on the phone right now. We had a little technical problem. Are you there, Heath? I'm here, guys. How you doing? Yeah, he is here. All right, Heath, I got, here's my question of the day. Uh, now that football is uh, ramping up, I, I just wonder, does, uh, does all the Internet chatter ramp up? I mean, the people that go to your website, do you see increased activity this time of the year? And if so, what are people saying, uh, generally speaking, on Big Old Nation? Yeah, it gets ramped up this time of the year for us, uh, especially Southern Miss right now. It's big uh, right before football, of course, you're leading in the fall sports, but also in January with baseball starting up. Two really, really uh, busy times. Right now, people are talking about spring practice. They're wanting to know how the team's doing, how they're doing as far as health goes, how they're doing as far as the offensive line. People know what this team is. They know that this team is a lot better. On paper, is a lot better than they were last year. People believe in what Coach Hall's doing. It's year number two. It, 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 you know, they're they're excited about what's happening, but they've also been through so much. They're just sitting back and watching and going, "We think this is the time. We have a good feeling next year is going to be it, but we think we can do some big things this year." So they're excited, but they're also, you know, they understand what's happening too, and he's having to rebuild. Yeah, well, you know, in talking to the offensive coordinator Saturday, I thought he made a great point when he said, you just got to forget about last year. That was a different team than this year. This is a completely different team than last year, so don't make your decision on whether or not you're going to be excited about this year based on what happened last year. Your thoughts about that? I agree with that. I agree with that. But, I mean, you also – there's no question to – you know, to, to judge future events, you have to look at past events. And you have to look at what this team was, and there's a lot of the pieces that were in place last year that are back on the team. So those the skepticism are going to be there naturally. But, yeah, he is right. It's, it's a different team. It's a different year, another year in Coach Hall's system. So I don't think you can rely too much on last year, but you can't. You can't ignore what happened last year either. You can't ignore all the injuries that took place. That's something that you just can't ignore. Lou, get in here with Heath. Heath, we were just talking about the wide receivers uh, before we took a commercial break. And, of course, um, Kelly interviewed Frog Jones, Brent Hayes. 
What, what role do you think for for some of these younger guys like like Franks and um, like Mays? Who, who, if right now outside of Brownlee, who who are the best four receivers right now on this team? Oh man, I think you can take a bunch of them and and put them in a bag and pull them out. But I mean, if you're looking, uh, you got to go Demo Hayes, um, Pittman. I mean, it's the list is after Brownlee. They're all they're all kind of jumbled up. So I, I don't know. I mean, if you look back, you got to go Demo. You got to go Pittman. I mean, it's really a toss up after him. Yeah. They're all a lot of the same guys that are going to do a lot of the same things for you. We, we think Frog Jones can make a contribution. What about tight end? I mean, we coming in last year, we we knew when uh, watching Will Hall's offense, uh, they they run a lot of two tight end packages, sometimes three. Um, what is going to be the role? Last year, we saw more of Caballo like as an H back or fullback. Are, are we going to see tight ends catch the ball at all this year? I think you are. I think, uh, Luke Baker, I think you're going to see some guys step up and, and be more of a pass receiving, but also in Hall system, they are asked to do a lot of blocking in the running game. So, uh, I think you might see a few more receptions, but I, I still think they're mostly blockers and, and you sprinkle a few pass routes in their form. But I think you look at Luke Baker and people like that and you think that's their role. Cavallo, more of a blocking tight end. So, uh, you know, it's, I don't know if that position is going to change that much. I still think they're a majority blocker, but I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a few more passes at tight end this year. Kelly, and, and if you guys talk about size at that tight end position, Ladner from the coast, Ray Ladner. Um, yeah, boy, he's boy, he's a good looking athlete. Six feet four, two forty, and uh, and he's got some experience. He, he's a senior, so you know, in in what a lot of the the special. The special uh, positions, you know, the wide receivers and running backs on this team are really, really young. Uh, Ladner can provide you some experience and uh, on the line, including some size at that tight end position. Sure, he can. And also, he's a devastating blocker, too. Linebackers do not like to see him bearing down on them. So, uh, yeah, it, just there's a, there's a lot of guys who play that position, do a lot of different things well. There's going to be a fun position to watch throughout the season. Uh, Heath, one observation that Kelly and I have both had at practice uh, in the past week is that uh, the number two quarterback looks pretty good. Number 12 really looks good moving the team up and down the field. But I'm, I'm going to assume that, uh, that unlike what we've seen in a, a number of past seasons, there really is no quote-unquote quarterback competition taking place for the starting job? No. Yesterday, Coach Hall pretty much said that, you know, Ty Keys will be a starter. And that's going to take place. What's going to be fun to watch is the battle for second because Coach Hall even said that you know, Wilkie's been running with the twos the same time uh, it's as Lowe has. So uh, that's going to be a fun, interesting battle to watch. Will Wilkie end up being the number two quarterback as a true freshman? Um, he's made some great throws in practice. Uh, every time we talk to Ben, Ben's always talking about, you know, he just, He's still got to learn to make the right decisions, but, man, when he makes it, he can really yeah, he, throw the he football well. He throws some pretty balls. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, no and question. he's really impressed with his ability to throw the football. Needs some work on decision-making in, but, man, he's, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, he, he really throws uh, pretty past the center. Yeah, tight spirals, uh, you know, really, really quick 
Uh, and and I thought in the scrimmage today, when when he was under duress, you know, he'd get, he'd get outside the pocket and then just float one out of bounds, you know, uh, which is which is you know that's a good decision, obviously, yeah. uh, and would even avoid. Of course, players are instructed too in the scrimmages you leave the quarterbacks alone, but they wouldn't even have, they wouldn't even have had to be worried about being touched because he yeah. would get rid of the ball that quickly. You know, in the two minutes we've got left, Heath, uh, you made it. I heard you use the term fall sports, and you're right. I mean, we're all really focused on football, but if, am I not mistaken that workouts have begun? Really, this is this week or next week for basketball. These next week. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you think about it, they're all really much getting started. You got soccer starting right now. So, uh, all the sports are going to be getting up going here pretty soon in fall sports. And look, it's, uh, it's a new day at Southern Miss. What's exciting about this year? I think a lot of people are thrilled too when you're talking about people asking stuff on the internet or talking about it on the message board is they're excited to be at a different conference. Just the excitement of being in a different conference has really helped this fan base and really gave a gave a little shock and gave a little energy to the fan base. Uh, I think that's going to do a lot for this team and a lot for this fan base going forward. Just the new conference has been great. What, what it was really neat to me, one particular thing this morning, Bob, I was kind of standing in the north end zone. The team was scrimmaging, and they were down kind of at the south end zone. So it was kind of quiet where I was up at the north end zone. I could hear... The pride of Mississippi. The wind was blowing just right, so so the directors were yeah. on their megaphones. You it's know, good time of the year. Their bullhorns. You could hear them instructing the band way over where they were practicing while the football team was scrimmaging. Luke Johnson, uh, last question of the segment. Uh, obviously, a lot more excitement than we would be sensing. I think if we were still mired in Conference USA. You always have excitement when, when fall practice is going on. You always have excitement when you feel like you have better players. But yeah, I mean, this is. There will be home games this year that people will not dread to uh, to have to show up to watch. They'll actually look forward to it. <laughs> even I mean, even if like you know, it's there's there's something about the newness and freshness of it that, like Heath said, it gives you a shot in the arm and you say, okay, we can, we can do it again. And that's, that's basically right. what we're feeling right now. All right, Heath. And my, people want to show up to see Kelly with the sun's out, guns out. We want them to go shirt uh, sleeveless. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> this, this, don't, even, don't even start. SeaWorld will come back and uh, have no, to take him we, home. We, we, don't we, we, do don't, we don't want to see any part of Kelly's body. Uh, if I want to participate or anybody in the uh, message board conversations, how do they hook up with Big Gold Nation? Hey, you guys, just go to southernmiss.rivals.com uh, or go to Big Gold Nation and click on the join link, and you can join by monthly or yearly. Uh, yearly's a little cheaper, monthly uh, costs a dollar more, but hey. Come join us. Have a good time. All right. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. Always enjoy our conversations with him. What do you say we talk a little Marshall Thundering Herd football when we come back? Steve Cott next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors the third segment of the Eagle Hour every day on Super Talk Radio. You can enjoy delicious lunches down there Monday through Friday. Great food seven days a week. Big games are always on. And we'll be there actually the Friday before the opening of football season. 
We'll be broadcasting the show live from 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Also, I want to remind you, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast any time of the day or night on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple Podcasts, or you can tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour if you have that device and uh, the Eagle Hour always available to you uh, for your enjoyment. Steve Cotton is the play-by-play voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd. They're no, they're no stranger uh, to Southern Miss and uh, one of the Conference USA teams uh, going with the Golden Eagles to the Sun Belt. Steve, I appreciate you coming on the show. And as I mentioned to you off the air, my first question is, uh, are you sensing the same uh, excitement at Marshall about going into a new league that we're clearly feeling and seeing here in Hattiesburg? There has been uh, talk of not much else around Huntington lately. Yes, people are excited about it. And, uh, yeah, there is so much new. I'm glad that uh, the Herd and the Eagles are both making the move together. At least I'll, I'll know a couple of people in the new league. So uh, that, that's going to be good. But, yes, and, and Marshall has had an incredible amount of new, even without the move to the Sunbelt Conference. A new president started in January. A new athletic director came aboard, uh, was hired in March, I think was on board to start April. So there is a whole lot that uh, people are going to have to get used to and are excited that they're going to have to get used to with Marshall Athletics right now. And Marshall always brings a good brand of college football to the table. What the, What's the outlook for the Herd this year? Well, it's going to be, I believe, and it's year two for Coach Charles Huff in the program. Went 7-6 and six last year, 7-5 and five regular season. Lost in the New Orleans Bowl to Louisiana. So we kind of jump-started that uh, Sun Belt rivalry with a bowl game last year. But there's uh, quite a bit of new on the offense. The defense is mostly back. Lost a couple of safeties, brought in a couple of uh, transfer portal safeties. At, at least at this point in practice, looks like they uh, have fit right in. And I think the defense should be very much the same as it was last year in terms of personnel and the kind of things it's able to do. Offensively, Marshall lost in the transfer portal a two-year starting quarterback in Grant Wells who went to Virginia Tech, and it looks like he's taken over as the starter there, at least uh, that's the word out of uh, Blacksburg from what I'm hearing. And then uh, so a new quarterback, a graduate, a a transfer portal guy here in Henry Columbia who started uh, several games the last couple of years at Texas Tech. Now what we do know is about the Marshall running game, the herd returns Rasheen Ali, who was an all-conference running back last year, a preseason second-team All-America choice this year, guy who came in and is in his first year of getting much playing time, rushed for 1,400 yards and scored 25 touchdowns. So it'll be no surprise to anyone that Marshall's going to try to get the ball into his hands as much as possible. All right, Lou, get it here with Steve Cott. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, Southern Miss has not faced the Charles Huff team, and so it was one of the few years you know we didn't play you guys last year. What what can Southern Miss fans expect to see out of his leadership? Of course, he he was at Alabama with with Nick Saban, and so that's got to come out some way. What's kind of his philosophy, and you know the, what kind of defense and offense the the herd is going to run? Well, he has uh, traditionally throughout his career been a running backs coach, and. Uh, before he was at Alabama, where he uh, tutored Najee Harris, he was at Penn State, and he recruited and then 
was the position coach for Saquon Barkley. So no surprise. He's a guy who uh, likes to get the ball to the running back and establish the game. But it's all about uh, tempo, wants to go up-tempo, didn't necessarily have the uh, personnel to do that quite as much as he wanted last year. Not that Marshall played a slowdown game by any means, but I think you know year two, year three, when he gets all of his guys in place, all of his uh, rosters made up of his recruits, I think you'll see even more up-tempo and uh, try, try to create mismatches, uh, be that on the ground or through the air, but uh, wants to keep a lot of pressure on. And then defensively, last year, Marshall uh, was pretty aggressive, put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, sacked the opposing quarterbacks 40 times, and was a defense that was willing to take some risks here and there. Talking to Steve Cotton, play-by-play voice for the Marshall Thundering Herd. Steve, first three out of four games, non-conference. Uh, you open up with Troy and then uh, then have another non-conference game. I-, I think you're pretty excited about going to South Bend in uh, in week two to take on the Fighting Irish. But from a the Marshall perspective is from the east, and which is appears to be the more loaded side of the Sun Belt. We've been kind of looking more at the, at the west, but what's your outlook on the east this year? Well, I think, uh, you know, I hear as you read all the preseason publications and all that kind of thing, a lot of folks think that that might be the best division outside of the Power Five conferences because you uh, have some some teams that have been pretty good lately in Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. You toss Marshall in there, depending on whom you talk to. Heard picked uh, in the top half of that league, out of that division by most folks. So it's also interesting as you look at the Sun Belt Conference portion of Marshall's schedule. The herd is home to both Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina, and also in a crossover game is home to Louisiana. So Marshall usually has a pretty good home home crowd and a home field advantage, and it's going to need it this year against that kind of competition. Steve, this is Kelly Sander, and and I I don't want to uh, unravel the a political uh, political nightmare here, but I I can't help but think that Conference USA is, you know, behind doors, probably just as happy that Southern Miss and Marshall are gone as if they would have stayed because. It, it seems like from all the feedback you know that, that we've gotten on this program, Marshall and Southern Miss were the two schools that were were really pushing for more changes in the conference, and the conference was willing to enact. And I just wanted you to to is that is that fair from from what you've heard? Were Marshall and Southern Miss kind of the troublemakers in a good way, in our opinion, in Conference USA, and maybe they're just as as, as glad that we're gone. Uh, I haven't really even thought about that. Uh, since the since the decision was made, I wouldn't be surprised okay. if that's the case. Okay, but uh, and, and I think uh, you know far and wide, at least in the fan base, uh, it is as soon as the announcement was made that so many teams were going to backfill in the American Conference. I, I think people here thought something had to happen. You had to, there had to be a big change, and so yeah, I think uh, it, it would be natural that uh, that Marshall kind of pushed the issue on that and. It sounds like Southern Miss was probably doing the same thing. Yeah, and, and I think that they were kind of they were kind of partners in that in that regard, you know. But now that things have have moved forward, we are on on to a, a new page. So, from what you've heard of practices, what are what are some things that are jumping out for you? At heard practice things they're doing well. What are some things that that might be keeping Coach Huff up at night at this point? 
Well, the uh, quarterback situation is, of course, whenever you have an unknown there, that's what all the fans want to talk about. And, uh, again, Henry Columbia, guy who uh, played – this is his third school – played and started uh, some at Utah State for two years and then at Texas Tech for a couple of years and now uh, kind of a graduate transfer, <laughs> transfer portal guy, however you go about it, here at Marshall. He is, uh, in his career – a 67% completion guy hasn't, uh, you know, he's passed for under 3,000 yards in his career, uh, 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He's also pretty athletic. He's run for over 300 yards and five touchdowns. So Charles Huff wants a quarterback who can put pressure on the defense, both with his arm and with his legs. And just watching the practices I have, he has the strong arm, and he's obviously an athletic guy. The receiving core... Uh, needed to uh, step up a little more from what it did last year. And part of that was uh, they were banged up quite a bit. But there are some talented guys there. That's what I think is going to uh, make or break what this offense is. I think the running game is going to be there as long as Rasheen Ali is healthy. And uh, there's also an addition in there, Kalen Labor and a Florida State transfer back in his high school days, one of the top running backs in the country. So I think the ground game should be there. If the quarterback and those receivers can pick it up a notch from what Marshall had last year, I think the offense is going to be right where Coach Huff would like it to be. Defensively, again, a couple of new safeties. Uh, and you know, the, There are a couple of guys they lost who were productive players on the defensive line, but that was deep last year. And again, the transfer portal era. Marshall has newcomers on the line who have played and played a lot at Purdue and uh, the University of Kentucky. So uh, the defense is going to be deep again, athletic, and uh, will run around and create havoc if everything goes the way Marshall coaches want to. And uh, we'll see if uh, offensively if the passing game can pick it up a notch. Hey, Steve, we really appreciate your input. Always look forward to uh, following Marshall football in the fall and uh, hope you guys have a great year. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, guys. You are welcome. Have a good one. All right, Steve Cotton, play-by-play voice of Marshall University. We'll remind you about Mobe Beignet Company. That's where we'll be on the last Wednesday of the month. What is that? It's the 31st. We're going to be doing a two-hour Eagle Hour special from Mobe Beignet. You're more than welcome to come by and say hello. We'd love to see you. Look forward to that. And uh, thanks, Mobe Beignet, for having us down. Great place to go enjoy a wonderful dessert. Mobe Beignet on Hardy Street. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour on this Monday. No, what day is it, guys? Tuesday. 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 Brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel Soccer wins yesterday. Knock off William Carey in an exhibition 2-1. to one. They will take on... Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, another exhibition uh, this coming Thursday before they begin their tour 
of the SEC West. But uh, Golden Eagles had a game against Jackson State late last week that was postponed, but they get the two to one win. If you're interested about women's volleyball, they will begin next Friday, August 26th, at the Crimson Tide Invitational in Tuscaloosa, taking on UTSA, McNeese State, and Alabama. We're working to get Coach Jenny Hazelwood on the show later in the week to give us a volleyball preview. All right, I was I was pretty excited about that. Um, about that Marshall trip, I looked it up. They have never played Notre Dame before. Start with Norfolk State, then go to South Bend to take on Notre Dame September 10th, Bowling Green on the road. And then they open up uh, They open up Sunbelt play at Troy, so th- three out of their first four games on the road. Um, and then uh, they've got a non-conference game. But like he said, I mean, pretty interesting. They have Coastal, App State, and Louisiana at home. That bodes well for the Thundering Herd. Those are the obviously the toughest teams. Now, what's going to obviously when they flip flop that next year? That's going to be that's going to be a brutal uh, road schedule if teams turn out to be you know next year like they are this year. We gotta we gotta find out too. Like these travel partners, is this on like a two year rotating basis? Which would be cool because that would mean we get coastal at home next year. I'm not I'm not sure if they're going to swap them every two years or not. Didn't you get the impression that Troy is going to be our our kind of travel partner so to speak well we'll play them every year they wouldn't technically be well, what yeah, i'm talking yeah. about is cross cross division where you know we're, we're taking on coastal and uh, and georgia state this year yeah and we don't play georgia southern either this year don't even play them in basketball that that's what's that's the weird thing about the basketball schedule is you play every team in the west twice you play every team in the east once except one team and for southern miss it's georgia southern well one of the things bob out of the national football league that uh, is being reported this morning that that, that we've wondered about and have, have asked our friend patrick mcgee with nola.com about it appears now in light of some other instances deshaun watson in particular that uh that alvin kamara may get zero suspension yeah. Uh, for and he, which means obviously the Saints would have him for the entire season, and boy, would that be huge if that turns out to be the case. Which is good news uh, for the Saints. Obviously, I think that has a lot to do with Deshaun Watson, who, who the latest now is, is uh, according to ESPN that I read over the weekend, it's a slam dunk. He's going to get a year's suspension uh, from the NFL office, and I understand that uh, he played uh, Saturday night down in Jacksonville. Uh, with uh, Cleveland, and there were some pretty brutal chants uh, echoed his way by the Jag fans the entire time he was on the field. He just doesn't need to be playing NFL football this year. And and uh, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, under any other circumstance, might get a game or two suspension. But I think uh, right now it would be very difficult to suspend Alvin Kamara. It would be difficult to sell it, wouldn't it? Really difficult to sell. I can't remember who who said this on social media, but there was a conversation where Baker Mayfield was having with Matt Corral, and you know the the deal on Baker was he's selfish, he's self centered. Get him out of Cleveland, and so there was they had them they were both mic'd up, and Baker was basically, you know, he's fighting for a starting job with Sam Darnold. Corral's the you know the hot rookie that that's uh, you know will replace him eventually, and he's sitting there coaching him up, and I'm just like the irony here. That you want to get rid of a dude so much because of what you call him, and he's the one providing leadership, and the guy that you spent you know the fortune on ain't even going to play this oh, year. You bring in Deshaun Watson of, 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 of all people, and you're going to question the character of Baker Mayfield. That just uh... hey, uh, Jameis, <laughs> back at practice, guys. He's back. 
I like the Saints, man. I think the Saints with Kamara gonna it looks like he's gonna get the whole season. I think Jamison Winston's gonna be a really I think he has a chance to be a real dynamic quarterback. Well, either either we're seeing this with our hearts and not our eyes, or or we don't know something that's going on. But Las Vegas, you know, a lot of the odds makers only have the Saints over and under of nine wins. You know, which yeah, in a seventeen game season that only puts you at nine and eight. So they must they just don't think very now, highly real, of real the Saints. quickly before we run out of time. I know you. I know you really follow Tom Brady. What's going on with Brady? They left camp and not expected back for another week or two. Well, I think he's got some bingo games that he has to attend and some shuffleboard <laughs> tournaments uh, that he's going to be going to. Have the... you heard, Luke? What's wrong with him? I could care less. Me, I mean, me it either. Doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. Hey, Lauren Johnson, by the way, just text messaged me who that. But she wants to make sure, Bob, that this isn't going to be just like a uh, you know a couple week deal when the Saints drop their first two games. No, or, no. Are you willing to put on a garb or a lunch bag if if needed for a couple weeks? And be a real hoot at. I, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the wagon, man. I'm I'm a Saints fan. Heaven, I'm following the Saints. Heaven knows wearing that brown bag ain't anything different than he did last year. With the no, Hell, the last time I was the at commies. a Redskin game, the people in front of me were wearing bags. So <laughs> the I know. Washington commies. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm still waiting on those tickets from you and Lauren. I'm I'm excited about going to some Saints games as your guest. Bengals are at the dome this year. Well, he's taking us both. Okay, that's right. For that that's yeah, right. We're, we're Kelly that's, that's Kelly both. pledged that hundred thousand dollars to women's basketball doesn't have anything left over yeah i'm broke now all right patrick mcgee he'll have a lot more to talk about uh, regarding the new orleans saints tomorrow and uh, we always enjoy those conversations until then southern miss to to the the top Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.